Thought Bubble Audio. Hi, I'm Frank. And I'm Tim. And you're listening to The Gospel According to Lucas, where the Force meets Catholicism. Each episode, we'll analyze scripture through the lens of Star Wars to uncover the Christian influence on a galaxy far, far away. If you'd like to read along with us, you can find a link to today's readings in the show notes at thegospelaccordingtolucas.com or right in your podcast app. And we're using the New American Bible Revised Edition. Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing for free to The Gospel According to Lucas in your favorite podcast app. And you can visit thegospelaccordingtolucas.com for links to subscribe. And finally, if you like what we do, please consider making a donation at patreon.com slash thoughtbubbleaudio. Today we'll be discussing the gospel reading for the fourth Sunday of Advent. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. The angel Gabriel was sent from God to a town of Galilee called Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man named Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And coming to her, he said, Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at what was said and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give him the throne of David his father, and he will rule over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. But Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I have no relations with a man? And the angel said to her in reply, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age, and this is the sixth month for her, for her who was called barren, for nothing will be impossible for God. Mary said, Behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. May it be done to me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. The Gospel of the Lord. So I don't think it's any secret or any big surprise that if you look at what we know about Mary's life, and you look at it through a Star Wars lens, there are some big parallels with Shmi Skywalker. Right? Um the similarities go beyond virgin birth. Um, they both gave birth to you know, chosen ones in accordance with ancient prophecies. Uh, and, and they both remained hugely influential figures in the lives of their sons, um, even as their sons went on to be you know, big um, consequential figures in their in their time. And it's it's likely that George Lucas intended for Shmi to evoke some sort of Christian imagery of Mary. Um, you know, it's not the only virgin birth story in, in history, but it's certainly one of the most influential uh, ones in all of human culture. And in fact, uh, Pernilla August, the actor who played Shmi, actually played Mary in a 1999 film called Mary, Mother of Jesus, um, where Christian Bale played Jesus, actually. Um, so there's your fun fact for the week. And from Scripture, we know that Jesus was the Son of God and the second person of the Holy Trinity, and we know that Mary conceived him by the power of the Holy Spirit. 
in Revenge of the Sith, Palpatine tells Anakin that Darth Plagueis could use the Force to influence the midichlorians to create life, implying that Anakin was conceived uh, by, by Darth Plagueis using the power of the Force. So we have this interesting sort of diverging parallel where Christ comes to Earth through the power of the author of life itself. Uh, meanwhile, Anakin comes into existence through the power of a Sith Lord bent on cheating death. And ironically, Christ saves souls through an act of self-sacrifice and love, while Anakin loses everything through an act of selfishness and, and evil. Christ was the victim of violence, of political violence, and Anakin, Anakin was the perpetrator of political violence. And Christ was not an earthly king, and he was executed by the Roman Empire. Anakin spends something like 30 years being the enforcer to a totalitarian galactic empire. So, obviously, Anakin comes around in the end, and there was much rejoicing, yub-nub, hooray. But both of these men have a strong attachment to their mothers early on. Anakin doesn't want to leave me behind, uh, and even goes back to try and save her. Jesus performs his first public miracle, turning water into wine at the wedding feast of Cana, at his mother's request. So they both have, on some fundamental level, they're both you know, very much shaped in a real way by their relationships with their mother. And both of these women, from humble beginnings were called upon, for better or for worse, to be the mothers to men who would change the worlds in which they lived. They influenced the life choices of their, you know, very important, very consequential sons. And in both cases, it was their yes, it was their willingness to accept a frightening call to a life they didn't have planned that ended up shaping the future. Mary said yes to the angel, and um, and Shmi said yes in the form of, you know, raising raising this unexpected son that she, she doesn't really know where he came from, but she she even though she's a slave and she's living this horrible life, she still is doing her best to give him the best life that she can. So I just want to end with, you know, how are we accept, called to accept frightening responsibilities? Are there times that we can make an unselfish, even if uncomfortable choice that God wants from us? And that's, um, that's sort of where I, where I netted out. That was awesome. Thanks. That was so good. I've not, I've never really, I mean, I've of course thought about Shmi as, as a Marian figure, right? You know, like, you know, the, you know, like you said, the immaculate, you know, the, this miraculous and immaculate child that appears, you know, uh, to her, but I've never really thought about Shmi accepting the call, like in the form of raising Anakin, but then the divergent paths of like Mary accepting the call to to be the mother of God and the divergent path and how closely paralleled like in a lot of ways Anakin the Antichrist in this in your sure. in your narrative to you know and literally like it's the same path but opposite but op but meeting opposite ends right you know for the glory of for the glory of people and God for the glory of the self the totalitarian governments like and you're right and there is much yub nub at the end yes. and rejoicing his in some ways odd like um. In some ways, his resurrection moment, yeah, right? You know, yeah. like that's a lot. That's um, that could be Anakin's his redeeming moment is his resurrection. Um, but um, but you're right. But Shmi, uh, Shmi gets uh lost in the shuffle of of Anakin. In some ways, like Mary can get lost in the shuffle of of um of Christ, and they're not the same. Uh, they're not of the same importance. 
um, to to Catholicism or to Star Wars. But that doesn't mean that they're not that they shouldn't be um, re- revered, important um, to placed on a placed on an important pedestal. Mm. And what's so interesting about Mary and Shmi is that they are but of humble beginnings, right? Just you know, of like nothing. Like like Shmi was a slave. Like she had an even worse like than than Mary. You know, like that's like she's just like you know, like I got nothing. Yeah. You know, and 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 I have nobody to turn to. Like she, like I, so one day I'm pregnant and I don't know why. And who am I going to tell about this? Nobody, right? So at least Mary's got like somebody coming in and telling her, right? You know, like, hey, hey, Gabriel, what's going on? You know, like this, is what's up? And at least she Feel had free her to cousin, say no. At least she had her cousin Elizabeth to talk to and to relate to, and they're both pregnant at the same time. Right? At least she, at least she had a support system. That's right. And we assume she talked to Joseph about it. We'll never know. Joseph is uh, Joseph doesn't say anything uh, in nope. in any gospel. He is he is the the quiet. He's the quiet father that just wants to read the newspaper. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the news tablet. Yeah, the news tablet exactly. <laughs> so I'm just trying to read. I'm just trying to read the news. Like, why are you coming at me? Like, just trying to read the Galilean Gazette. Can you please the Galilean Gazette? <laughs> the Nazareth, the Nazareth Times. Oh my gosh, yeah. Oh, but when they go to Egypt, he's got he's ten years in Egypt. He's got a real hard time yeah. reading the news there. The, the Egyptian like, what are eagle. All these pictures? Yeah, he has to read the Egyptian eagle while he's over there. Yeah, and he's like, I don't, I can't make details of these hieroglyphics. <laughs> Oh no, that's a tail. Never mind. No, I got it. That's the head, and that's the tail. I figured I got the heads of the tail. So hey, I nailed it. Um, so making but, dad you know, jokes about the dad. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But but you're so but you you're you're right in your trajectory. What I find interesting over these past couple of episodes is that it's a lot of Anakin. It's very Advent is Anakin heavy, um, and uh, because the parallel between between um the expectancy of the chosen one or anakin's um virgin birth or any of these virgins you know in star wars uh that these um they're they're so similar uh yeah and so there's there's, there's really nothing like it in in star wars like anakin is a wholly unique figure in star wars mythology just like in like christ is wholly unique in catholicism Mm. yeah yeah, and in and, and throughout scripture. And and it's worth noting um that this exact same reading um was actually also the same reading a uh, a few days back for the feast of the Immaculate Conception. Uh, we actually used the same text uh for for that feast, that solemnity. So, um I had, you know, we were, as I was doing prep, uh, I realized these were the same. And so I think for most episodes, for, you know, for, for the most of this show, we'll, we'll actually try and do big feast days, you know, in Catholicism, we call them holy days of obligation. Um, the, the big holy days where we, it may not be a Sunday, but we, we still consider ourselves obligated to, to go to mass. We'll try and cover those days in this podcast. Um, but because it was literally exactly the same text, we, we didn't do that here, but moving forward, you can you can expect to to see that. So once in a while, you'll see some of those peppered into your feed. Starting um, next episode with Christmas. That's right. That's a <laughs> yeah. perfect example. Yeah, exactly. Whether whether it's a Sunday or not, Christmas is still a holy day, right? Exactly. And, and it's you know, um, it's maybe worth uh, as a side note too, and just sort of a, as a a uh, you know a, ner- a note of of nerd nerdery, um, you know we. We talk when we talk about Immaculate Conception. Friendly reminder for those because this is something that's so um, the the phrase Immaculate Conception gets thrown around a lot. It doesn't actually refer to 
Mary conceiving Jesus. It's not immaculate. Sure right. That's, yeah. That's the assumption. That's the assumption that we, right. That people assume that. And that's, you know, it, it's become a trope um, that, you know, someone was, you say someone was immaculately conceived, you know, in a, in a movie or a book or something where we're referring to a pregnancy without sex, but that's, that's a common misconception. No pun intended. Immaculate conception is, is Mary's conception. Catholics believe that Mary herself was conceived without original sin. Um, that's what's immaculate about it. It's not that, that, you know, it's immaculate because sex is bad or something. It's, it's immaculate because she's, her soul was, was, uh, free from, from sin. She was fully human, um, but preserved from the state of original sin. So she, so that she would be worthy to, you know, bring the son of God, um, into the world. So just a, a side note for those, for those, uh, fellow, um, terminology nerds uh who uh who appreciate those sorts of things because that phrase gets thrown around a lot where it's like oh yeah i'm supposed to believe that this character was immaculately conceived like that's that's like not, not to be well actually guy but well actually that's not what that means mm-hmm. anyway little side note for immaculate, immaculate conception but thank you for um for talking through that with me buddy oh my pleasure thank you for talking in the first place <laughs> Well, and thank you, uh, all of you, for for listening to the Gospel According to Lucas. Uh, We very much appreciate all of you. We are praying for you. Please keep us in your prayers as well. And until next week, God bless, and may the Force be with you.